Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to discuss how we are not a government of laws. We are a government of men and point out how this phrase all the time used by constitutional conservatives to try to act like we're such a fantastic governmental system is just simply not true. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is I was a constitutional conservative for a long time and then I figured out the scam. I got the internet about 25 years ago and started figuring it out. And when I did, I became a self-certified master practitioner. And I recently gave myself another fake award, a Lifetime Achievement Award. And I love my fake awards. I may give myself some more because I think it really points out the absurdity of all these credentials that people imagine give them uh, some type of authority to tell me what to do. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and get this show going. So I wanted to do a show about this idea that we live in a government of laws, not of men which you hear all the time from constitutional conservatives. You even hear it from the liberals. I don't personally care what they say because they're just basically a bunch of commies. They want a big centralized government, and they're getting it, and they're going to get it because there's absolutely nothing stopping it, and anybody can just look and see that's the direction it's going. But we hear it all the time, and it's used to justify and to explain why our system is so fantastic and incredible and it's such a freedom machine, it's just that people aren't doing their part. They're not voting in the right fucking people. It's always the same thing. They want to blame the people for not being sufficiently organized. No matter how many times I explain to people, all it takes is for them to get one or two more votes than you and your side and you lose. And when the people are trying to vote to take your stuff, it's not difficult to get more votes on that side, especially when they just keep bringing in more and more losers, and now they're talking about giving them amnesty and citizenship. It's simply a slow crawl. Anyone can look around and see the way it works. They can just fake votes up. There's absolutely no moral authority such that having one more person decide to vote a certain way could somehow justify controlling the other group of people when you have millions and millions of people. It's completely idiotic that the tiniest little margin wins and then they control millions and millions of people. That classic Fetterman vote they just had in Pennsylvania is a good example. It's like 10 million people in the state. He won by this slim majority and a large amount of it was simply these mail-in votes that he got. So they're obviously just a bunch of faked up loads of shit. And what happens? Now, supposedly, he's the representative for 10 million people. It's, it's idiotic. And I want to go through and show you how we are not a government of laws. There is no such thing as a government of laws. It's an impossibility because laws can't do anything. Only way laws work is for men to implement them and enforce them and interpret them. And at every single stage, there's no such thing as a government of laws. There's only a government of men. Look at the Constitution itself. Claims that this thing is somehow the law of the land. I've shown people again and again. In what way has 
this law of the land ever been interpreted consistently with what you think it should be? This <laughs> is not. How do we get any kind of interpretation of the Constitution, which we are then told is, in fact, the only interpretation? Whatever the Supreme Court says, that is the so-called law of the land. Well, what is the Supreme Court? What is it? It's just a group of men or G or ladies or trans or whatever the hell it's going to be in the future. But it's just a group of men who sit down and read something and then uh, write an opinion about it. That's the absolute height of a government of men, not of laws. They can pretend that it's a government of laws, but the simple fact is all of these opinions, they always have all sorts of problems with them, on top of the fact that most of them have serious dissents. So if you have a group of men and that number can be any number the Congress chooses, and they can pack the court, as I've told people before, they packed the court after the Civil War in order to jam through all sorts of legislation, including legal tender laws, which is what makes the Federal Reserve and this fake money system possible. People don't even know about that. But all you have to do is get one more man or woman or trans to vote a certain way on the court, and that becomes the law. If that's not the law of men, if that's not a government of men, then what would the definition of government of men be when literally all you have to do is just change the mind of one man? (laughs) I, I don't get it. What else would it be? See? So it is, in fact, a government of men, not of laws. And look at the way laws are made. How are laws made? They're made by people who are elected in this absurd way, and then what happens? They vote. (laughs) They vote a certain way. How do we get all of these most ridiculous things we got in the last few years with the trillions and trillions of spending? How'd that happen? All that happens is some men and women vote. That's it. And do they have to stay within the law? Do they have to? Do they ever? (laughs) They do whatever they want. Why? Because there's no way to stop them except to get men to stop them. And so the system as it's set up is, in fact, a system where the government is one of men, not of laws. It's just empty words. How did those representatives up there who stand around and vote in a certain way, how do they get in there? They get in there by a vote. What is the vote? The vote is something where a group of men decide who will then get to vote. So they have multiple levels of government of men because they can exclude people, and they have many times, and they do with other laws, certain kinds of felonies. Then you can't vote. (laughs) If you're here for 30 years paying taxes but you don't become a citizen, you also can't vote. How does that make any sense? Say you're here legally and you never become a citizen. Why should you not be able to vote? I don't understand. If you're here legally, why can't you vote? See, that doesn't make any sense. What is the reason only a citizen can vote? Why? How can a person who's contributing and paying and not on welfare but is here legally have a less of a right 
to vote than someone who was born here or has become a citizen and yet is on welfare and is a petty criminal as well. I don't understand. Why is one okay and one not? How does that make any sense? How? How does it make any sense? And yet, this is what they do. They manipulate who can vote, when they can vote, the manner in which they vote, how the vote's counted. All that's done by men. Everybody can see it's all abused all the time. Every election, huge problems. And where are they all? With the people who support bigger government. So what happens? Where's the government of laws, not of men? It's an empty phrase. See, it's an empty phrase. How does the law get enforced? How does it get enforced? Since it doesn't really matter what the law is or if you violate the law, if there's no penalty or consequence. So these people, they run around in the elected positions and they violate the Constitution all the time. That's what we're told by constitutional conservatives, that they're violating the Constitution. There's no authority. Okay, they say that. What happens? What actually happens? Nothing happens. Why? Because it's not a government of laws. It's a government of men. How do you get somebody in trouble for so-called violating the law? How would that happen? You have a law. It's clear law. What happens? You have to have an investigation. How does that happen? Does a law investigate? No, you have a law that says they will investigate. Well, what happens? What happens? Well, they don't investigate. (laughs) Or they blow the investigation. They cover it up. They destroy the evidence. We've seen it over and over again. I don't get it. Even when they get the evidence, like with Hillary, what happens? They choose not to prosecute. They just choose not to prosecute. Who chooses not to prosecute? How does that work? Well, because the law says that they have what's called prosecutorial discretion. Well, what is that? What is prosecutorial discretion? It means that a man makes a decision about whether he wants to prosecute somebody. And guess what? People who are connected don't get prosecuted, and people who aren't connected do get prosecuted. (laughs) That's it. I don't get it. I I don't understand why this isn't simply obvious to people. I don't get it. How is this a government of laws? It's a government of men in every single area. Let's just say that they did decide to prosecute you. You are completely innocent, and they are railroading you. Well, how's that work? How do these cops invent stuff and plant evidence all the time? Make stories up? I've seen them on the stand lying. I've seen them. Everybody's seen them. (laughs) Okay, so how is that a government of laws? What happens to them when they violate the law? What happens? What happens? Nothing happens. You have more situations where you have more so-called laws about internal investigations. Okay, well, what happens if the internal investigation is crooked? That's what we have. See, that's what we have. But even if you get to trial, how does the trial go down? How does it go down? It goes down with a judge. What is a judge? Judge is a person. (laughs) You think the judges are all even-handed? They're not. They're not. Every judge is different. And you get incredibly different outcomes depending on who the judge is. So how is it a government of laws? Just saying the words doesn't do anything, people. See, just saying words doesn't do anything. And this is the problem, the the very heart of the problem with all this constitutional conservative nonsense, that somehow this governmental system can produce freedom or liberty or limited government. It doesn't do anything of the sort. 
It never has. See, it never, ever has. For 240 years, in an unbroken string, the government has grown. Your freedoms have shrunk. Taxes have grown. Debt has grown. We've been at war, though not declared, for the most part, the entire time. We have 700 bases all over the world. We run into basically a police state. Just go to the airport, see what a police state's like. Try to leave the country. Look at your passport. You have to keep records of every single thing you take in or spend and account for it at the government level. They just can bring people out to your house and immediately accuse you. They can freeze your accounts. You're not free, people. It's not even close. I don't know what it would take for people to understand that this system is not a system of laws that somehow produces freedom and that the problem is we need to get the right people and then we need to vote the right people in there. Huge numbers of people disagree. That's all. How many times do you agree with someone about almost anything? (laughs) There's nobody you agree with all the time, and most people you're going to disagree with a huge amount of time. So the very foundation of it makes no sense that somehow we could we could work it correctly and then produce the outcome you imagine in your mind. See, that can never, ever happen. I don't know why it is that people continue to believe it could happen. It doesn't happen any place in the world. It's not a matter of singling us out. <laughs> All the governments work the same. They're a scam, people. See, they are a scam. And... The only real defense you have against this kind of thing is the jury kind of nullification that I've explained to people again and again, and then massive decentralization. But to continue to repeat phrases like we're a constitutional republic, we're a government of laws, not of men, all those kinds of things, that doesn't help the cause of freedom. It continues to promote a fantasy, a fraud that actually supports the system that is enslaving us. That's what it actually does. See, there's no system you could ever implement that won't be implemented by men. There's no way to have it unless you're going to have AI, in which case it has to still get programmed by men, and then it's going to learn and it's going to do other things, and ultimately you don't have a chance. See, a large system where everybody supposedly must obey, is a system that will never, ever produce freedom. Ever. It will never produce freedom. It can't produce freedom. It's the opposite of freedom. And that's why it's so crazy, because the gaslighting about us being a country that's got a government of laws, not of men, unlike these other places that are just these corrupt bastions of uh, tyranny, which the people here love to imagine, it's not the case see, it's not the case. And I just have a very difficult time imagining that we can ever pull out because the people at this point, if they've ever been reachable, they clearly are not reachable now. I don't know what they're putting in the water. I don't know what they're putting in the food. I don't know what they're putting in injections. I don't know what they're spraying on me. I don't know what they're sending into my head subliminally. I have no idea. We can't have basic conversations about anything. Nothing at all that matters. And so whether or not you believe that this is a country of laws or not, it doesn't matter. The only actual effect of that is that there are so many laws out there that you're always in violation of some of them. 
And the vast, vast majority of laws, so-called, they're not needed. They're arbitrary. And what they're there to do is actually protect a group. When they come in to regulate an industry, the fact is that the regulation is there as a way to protect the selected people who then get to violate the regulations in order to crush their competition. See, that's what regulation's actually there for. People imagine regulation is there to solve the problems that they're told. That's why they believe in this a government of laws. But it's not. It's not there to do that. And all the evidence is clear as day. All you have to do is look around and see how the so-called laws are used. Are they there making your life better? Are they there making your life freer? Are they protecting you? Are they keeping you safe? Do they do anything like that? No, what they do is promote the ability of a small group of people who have all the assets now to get more and more assets as a result of being able to use the government systems of enforcement. And that's what they do. That's what regulations are all about. So when you say you're a government of laws, all you're actually saying is that you support this concept that a select group of people can be chosen to be exempted from the laws, and the laws can then be turned on you as a weapon. And that's what actually happens with all these laws and all these regulations. The idea that the police are out there protecting you, it's not true. The Supreme Court itself has said repeatedly that the police have no duty whatsoever to protect any individuals. None. Most people don't know that. But once you do know that, then you see what it's actually all about. These laws aren't there to help you. They aren't there to protect you. They're there to keep you under control. They're there to make sure that at any time, the men who control government can come in and pretend to be enforcing the law. When in fact, they excuse all the violations of the people they want to all the time. What possible basis is there in a country that claims to have a government of laws for prosecutorial discretion. How can that be? How can they go after certain people if you'll finger other people? They'll arrest you. They threaten you. They tell you they're going to do X, Y, and Z to you. They're going to throw the book at you unless you turn on somebody else. And then they'll either go easy on you or they'll let you off. How does that work? In what way is that even theoretically a country of laws? How does it work? I don't get it that they're going to simply ignore the violation of laws by certain people and go after others. And then, of course, you see it on the Hunter laptop and the Hillary Clintons and, and the Eric Holders and the way they go after Trump when he's really not doing anything. So they go after some people and then they don't go after others. We saw it with the Paul Pelosi thing. What the hell's going on? We're never going to see the body cam footage. We're not going to see the interior footage. How is this law enforcement? How is this a country of laws? How do you hold accountable these lawmakers? How can you have a country of laws that's made by men? Sure, if you use natural law, because those aren't laws that are made by men. Those are laws that exist, like any other laws, laws of nature. <laughs> In those situations, you could have a country of laws where you had natural law. That's what jury trials are all about. The people themselves decide what is a violation of their conscience and should be so-called a violation and therefore against the law. 
But the way the country operates, the way it's set up, the structural system that we live under is not a country of laws by any stretch of the imagination. There's no part of it that fits that definition. Every single step is an artificial construct created by men, enforced by men, interpreted by men. <laughs> it's not a country of laws. You have disagreement, massive disagreement about what the law even says. You have massive disagreement about whether they even have the authority to make the laws. You have massive disagreement everywhere. It's not a country of laws. And once you can really understand that, then you can see why it's such an effective scam. Because the people imagine that it is, and you hear it all the time with people who wake up in the wrong order and they imagine they're going to call the FBI, they're going to call HR, they're going to get X, Y, and Z enforced, they're going to get justice, all these different things. The system is not there to do any of that. The system is simply there to make sure that a small group of people behind the scenes and the ones who control government get to hand out favors to all their people. They get to ignore the law. They get to do whatever they want while they have the benefit of this scam called the law that can run around as armed enforcers and crush their competition and to take care of anybody they don't like. And people get set up all the time. And people who are guilty as hell, obviously, they get off. Hillary Clinton is a perfect example. There's no explanation for why she was not prosecuted. None. It's prosecutorial discretion. That is not a country of laws. But the people can't catch on. There's no explanation for how you can just have a majority of people who you don't even elect. And it's not even a big number. Nine people. You get one more person, one more person out of nine to rule a certain way. And now everybody in the country is bound to that. So that's now the law. It's a country of laws. Well, it could have been the exact opposite result if one person had changed their mind. And there's just no way to make that make sense with the concept of a country of laws. There's just no way to make sense of it. It's a very fundamental part of the scam that people need to think about. Because as long as you think you're living in a country like that, you'll defend it. That, oh, I live in a country of laws. We're so different. We're the shining light on the hill and all this other stuff. And yet when you break it down, you see that's not the case. And so much sort of confusion and anger and upset about the way the system's working, it's unfair this, it's unfair that, is based upon these false assumptions that are built into people's minds about what the system is there to do. And if people understood what the system was actually there to do, as I've explained it to them, then they would understand that that frustration is unnecessary and the surprise should never occur because you can expect and anticipate what will happen. I'm almost never surprised by this stuff. It always breaks out exactly like I would expect. This most recent thing, this FTX crap, where it all melted down, what's the story? Insider kids create some fake-ass thing, gets pushed by celebrities, immediately gets all this billions of dollars, Kid runs around laundering money into all these different causes, taking money, using it for his own means. What happens? The rating agencies, they rate them higher than Exxon for compliance, corporate compliance. <laughs> higher than Exxon. The whole thing falls apart, right? Well, what happened? The SEC issued regulations regarding crypto and all sorts of stuff that's going to be very complicated. But what happened to them? They were exempted. They got relief 
through inaction. A buddy of mine brought this to my attention. It was called relief through inaction. It's the same thing as meaning that they're getting an exception. (laughs) Nothing's going to happen to them. They don't have to obey the new regulations. They're getting relief from those regulations. How? By inaction. In other words, we're not going to prosecute. We're not going to check it. They're going to have a free ride. Everybody else has to do something else. That's the way the system works, people. That's the nature of the system. See, that's why the system's there, so that they can pick and choose the winners and losers. And if you don't understand that and you imagine it's something else, you're going to spend a huge amount of time chasing litigation and being upset and calling and jumping up and down and writing $100 checks and screaming at your radio, and you're never going to get anywhere. But if you understand the way the system works, then you can have a lot more peace of mind And you can spend your time doing things that work within a system that you just understand, which is that the laws aren't there to actually do what they say. They're there to do this other thing. And you can then use the laws and the way they work to your own advantage and avoid a huge number of pitfalls as well. So that's why I wanted to talk about that and explain this very fundamental concept that we don't live in a government of laws in any sense of the word outside of this weird corrupted sense that exists because everything in this country is just a bunch of gaslighting. It's the 179 Club again, where everything is as close to 180 degrees off as possible. That's what the people are taught. And the people believe it. And trying to get through them is almost impossible. And I've tried for years and I just don't really make a lot of progress. And it's just the way it is. But the people who do catch on and do understand what I tell them, they're way ahead of the game, just miles ahead of the game. In so many ways. So I hope you now understand that this is not a country of laws. It's a, it's a government of people. And the people are these very corrupt people. And the only reason they're able to continue to do it is because the people are so fantastically brainwashed below them. The masses are incredibly brainwashed. Mind-bogglingly so. Mandatorily so in these government schools and everything else. But that's all I wanted to say about it, and so I'm going to leave it there. If you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. I, I tweet about these kinds of things, and we have a good time there. I'm, I'm private right now. I still haven't opened back up because I still don't trust what's going on on Twitter. I see a lot of people still getting suspended, losing accounts, and I just got tired of screwing around with that. So, And there's no update on the movie. I still think it's going to be out around the holidays. Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones. Great allegory about going from chattel to debt slavery. Written by Larkin Rose. Everybody knows him. I saw the rough cut. It's really, really going to be entertaining. I think tons of great memes and gifs are going to come out of that movie. And I want to thank the people in Patreon who support my show. You know, they get a bunch of extra shows each month. They have access to all my library and everything else. But mostly, I think they do it because they have a lot of integrity They understand that it took a long time for me to learn what I learned and to make my show. And it's valuable. And so they understand that my time's valuable just like theirs. And they don't expect me to do it for free. So thank you. I really appreciate that. And beyond that, I don't know if there's much else to say. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Thank you.